0: All right, we're back. Welcome to the Edge Podcast with Chip and Christy. Uh, I am your host, Chip McCarter, and along with me, as always, the co-founder of the Edge Biz, Mr. Chris Christy the Edge Oval. Edge Podcast with Chip and Christy. Oh, uh, sure. I am your host, Chip McCarter, and along with me, as always. Okay, so there's a little echo right now, but we're good. All right, so this week, we're just going to jump right back into it. We The last couple of weeks, we've been going over marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and There's just so many, there's so many different ways to market your business that you have to figure out what works for you. Uh, There's tons and tons of different things you can do. And if you're not doing it, it's time to take that action and get started. Uh, So we're gonna go ahead and get started off with outstanding customer service. This is something that every business, it's a must have for any business. Um, Christy, what's the first thing that comes to your mind When someone tells you, ask you how you handle your customer service.
1: Wow. Like, answer the phone. (laughs) Yeah, be
0: reachable, right? (laughs)
1: Yeah, be reachable. Talk to your customers. And um, if you take care of the customers that you have and they keep using you over and over again, it's much less expensive than acquiring new customers. One of the most expensive things in business is acquiring that new customer. So get the customer, keep the customer, and then keep them coming back with this amazing customer service. Now, that doesn't mean you bend over to the customer every time if they're wrong. That means you give them amazing, amazing service, and they'll come back over and over again. They'll be your raving fans that even if you make a mistake, they'll come back.
0: Yeah, for sure, and this is is turning customers into clients. Um, it's like you said it's so much you save so much money being able to shift a one-time went one and done customer to a lifelong client that uses you no matter what and it's like you said christy when you actually have that the client that lifetime client that is no matter what they're fans of your business they're fans of what you do you can make mistakes and they'll still use you again and the the fact is is you have to be honest about the mistake don't just Tuck your tail and run if you mess up. We use you again. Be and the, you got to be reachable. You have to be honest about the mistake. Open. Don't just open. Tuck your you tail. Have to communicate and run. with your client. You know you have to be very clear in your communication. You mm-hmm. have to be clear about what it is you're doing. But at the same time, man, it's like Christy said. Answer the phone. So many people nowadays are are not answering their phone. It's just hard to find good contractors on Google right now, you'll, you'll go through a list of six people and maybe one will answer. So in that customer service, also the follow-up is important, you know, make sure that your job was taken care of correctly. And and also, you know, put them on the email list. If you have an email blast that goes out, uh, that's educating and adding value to your clients, get their email and put them on the list and have, you know, help take care of them, all the way around the, the spectrum you know everything you can do make sure that you're doing for them being open and communic- communicative um for sure man that's that's huge customer service is a must
1: it is and so many people don't have it anymore you'll call and they'll answer the phone hello or you'll you'll Try to talk to them and it's like you're talking to a brick wall. So, I mean, get those customers, keep those customers, give them outstanding customer service so they'll come back over and over and over again. Even during winter, which we're in winter right now with uh, COVID still. A lot of people thought it was going to be over in a year. A lot of people thought it was going to be over in two years. But winter typically lasts about seven to eight years. So if you can learn as a business owner how to... Acquire, keep, and take care of those customers during winter now and for the next seven or eight years, you're going to have an amazing business. So keep that customer, turn them into a client, have them become a raving fan so you're still around. Um, I was reading an article yesterday in the Waco Trib that there's this amazing cafe in East Waco, Lula Janes. Do you know it, Chip? I don't. It, she's a former Baylor professor, and she started uh, this restaurant, and it's called Lula James. It's just across the river, across the bridge, mm-hmm. and um, okay. it's in this rundown part of Waco. And she started this amazing business, and she's got all of these fans that love her, and she gives this amazing customer service because if homeless people go there, she doesn't charge them for lunch or dinner. Uh, If they can't pay, she still feeds them. So it's it's a profitable business, she said in this article, and I've seen her speak a couple of different times, but they're closing it down because they can't get people to work in the business. So it's her and a handful of people when they need 12 employees, they've only got five. How could she have turned that around and gotten her customers to work for her? She could have said, hey, you can have a free meal if you work for me she could have used the customer service a little bit differently to stay in business um but they're closing it down at the first of the year they they've done everything right except for this one piece right so when you're talking customer Mm -hmm. service not just with customers you also want to take care of your employees too and get more and more of them
0: yeah for sure it's basically just making sure everything in your business everybody you're taking care of everybody including yourself though you need you mm-hmm. know, make sure that everything across the board is taken care of and, and stay on top of it. You know, make the callbacks, you know, two or three days after the job, call and see, you know, hey, how is it? Is everything working great? Is there anything else we can do for you? Uh, I mean, you have no idea how many more jobs you can pick up just from that callback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally have landed tons of jobs just from the callback that I had no clue. I didn't have no intention of landing a job. I just wanted to make sure my customer was taken care of. And in the process, they think it's something else that you can help them with. It it almost always, it almost always works out that That way.
1: Follow up is the key because most salespeople quit following up after the first time. Like we make that first interaction and then that's it. But if you follow up, especially in the handyman or cleaning business, if you follow up with that customer, you're more likely to get that customer. On average, it takes about three months to get that customer after you do the estimate with them. And if you just leave them there and you don't put them on an email drip campaign or you don't text them or you don't call them you never get that customer it's the handyman that actually goes that extra step and acquires the customer that they've already paid to go and do an estimate for because you paid something probably to get the estimate in some form of advertising they didn't just stumble upon you unless you're on google but you have to go that extra step in your customer service and follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up until they're like, no, never follow up again. And they really don't mean never. It just means to wait a few months.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yes. Never, never. Uh, yeah, man, that's customer service is a great, amazing way to to grow your business, not just, you know, stay the same to actually start growing, getting more clients having better employees that, that are happy to work for you instead of always frustrated and upset that they have to show up to work, which everybody knows is a very typical common thing with employees. Um, another, and this is a golden nugget, man, another amazing marketing that a lot of people are not taking advantage of, Facebook groups. Oh my I know gosh. for a fact that Christy and I, we take advantage of it a hundredfold. We like, do. No doubt about it. We, Facebook groups are almost the equivalent of boosting posts on with, with Facebook, paying Facebook to get in front of all these other people, uh, their feed. Facebook groups, they have, man, what a, there's probably hundreds of thousands if not millions of Facebook groups right now they that you are. can join. Yeah. And it's all business related. There's There's at least one in your area for your niche. And if there isn't, create one own one, uh, one. manage it. Yeah. Yeah. You want, cause that's just traffic. That's just more traffic that you can own yourself. Facebook groups. Every time you post on your page, you should be sharing it to every group available in your niche. Uh, support local groups are good to post on, There's tons of different Facebook groups, but you need to be sharing your posts If not posting directly into these groups,
1: post direct, yeah. Um,
0: But it's so much easier just to post on your page and share it across the board. But that's a way to get in front of tons of people's feeds. Christy, let these people know how you're taking advantage of Facebook groups.
1: Man, I love Facebook. That's my primary form of advertising, even though I market in tons of different ways. Facebook is my favorite, as you know, Chip, we were geeking out on it a little bit earlier, but so many people don't utilize these Facebook groups. Now, last year, during the Super Bowl, I was sitting there watching the commercials, because it was two teams I really didn't care much about, and I was watching the commercials, and Zuck had a commercial on during the Super Bowl, so it cost him a good five million, you know, that's pocket change to him compared to us, right? But he put <laughs> an ad, a 60 second ad on during the Super Bowl about Facebook groups. Because last year during the Super Bowl it was a little different than every other time on the planet of the earth, I guess. That everybody's stuck at home, but they wanna connect with other people that like what they do. So, He had this add-on during the Super Bowl to join a group that's you, right? So, I have boxer dogs. I love them, and I'm a part of a ton of boxer groups. If you are selling to boxer moms and dads, you need to be in every boxer group that's available. Maybe you're, you're selling uh, a training tool to teach them how to behave or something like that be in those boxer groups you can find those groups anywhere but with business there's those for sale pages there's handyman pages there's construction pages there's baking pages there's pages for anything there's groups i'm sorry i said pages but there's groups for anything that you can join and be active in that doesn't mean go to the groups and spam them though chip like buy from Correct. me i'm amazing 99 percent of all business owners fall in love with a product or service and they don't fall in love with their customers you've got to know where your customer is and how does your customer vote they vote with where they spend their money so they go to these facebook groups a lot of those facebook groups have things that is sold in there they have you know only advertise your business on tuesday or wednesday follow their if you don't own the group then follow whatever their criteria is where you can advertise locally but also during the week when even when you can't advertise the more valuable piece of these groups is to go in there and add value so if, if you're in a handy women page And women are building stuff in this Handy Women's page. One of the biggest groups I'm a part of is a Handy Women's page. There's over 100,000 people in it. 100,000 women who think they're handy. They'll put pictures of it or they'll say, Hey, has anybody started a handyman business? Hey, has anybody ever built a pergola? And then you go in there and you add value. You don't spam them. You add value to them in these Facebook groups. And then they come back over and over again. Also, if you have a really niche market, you can start your own Facebook groups like Chip has. He started Keep It Local, Waco, Texas, I think is the name of it.
0: It's, It's Central Texas now. Keep your business local Central Texas.
1: Thousands of people have joined because during the pandemic, they wanted to stay local with their businesses and keep businesses up and running. That page is still fresh to this day, that Chip and his business partner run. So you can go there and add value. Maybe somebody goes in there and goes, hey, do you know anybody that's, you know, delivers cupcakes or something like that? Yeah, add value, Put this person is amazing, here's their number, let me link you up through Facebook. Go that step further than everybody else instead of just going, oh, call, blah. I had them, they were amazing, they took care, like, add value. So
0: uh, one more thing about Facebook groups, especially as someone who owns and runs a few of them, don't, you know, be clear as to what you're doing. Don't try to trick people into into um, buying from you. Don't go into a Facebook group that says no advertising and post, who here knows a good handyman, but come to find out you're the handyman and you're just trying to Get work. Um, add value. Don't trick people, though. Don't don't mm-hmm. do the tricky post to get people to respond and then say, "Oh, well, by the way, I do this." You yeah. know, like or like who who can who's having trouble with their website? You know, and then you and then come to find out you're you're actually trying to sell websites. Um, be very clear. Don't try to trick people and add and like Christy says, you have to add value. Um, you, I look at it this way all making a sale is, is building trust and gaining that trust enough for them to use you. If you're having to be deceitful to get people to, you know, like your posts or comment or even be interactive, then it's not going to, you're not going to have a good outcome. If you have to be deceitful, it's not going to work out. Be honest, be clear, and be to the point. Yeah. And then if you see stuff like if you, if you do add value don't expect anything in return yes. just add value and be happy with that because people notice that people yeah. notice that hey this person consistently adds value and then they look at this guy and say and this guy consistently asked for money who do you yeah. think they're going to use they're the one that's consistently trying to sell them or the one that consistently wants to better the better them you know to, to help them educate them get them in the right direction I would much rather somebody not use me and use somebody else if it benefits them, if it actually helps save them money and it's a better choice. I don't mind losing to the better choice, but I I do not like getting tricked. Like when someone tricks a client to go that way and then three months later, I have to come back and correct everything that this person screwed up, you know? Yeah. Uh, It happens. But Facebook groups are, you need to be utilizing them every day. Anytime you're on Facebook, anytime you're posting, even if you're not posting, look for ways to add values in these groups. And it'll come back to you tenfold, for sure.
1: And you gain authority when you answer questions and add value in the Facebook groups. Whereas the other people that are in the same kind of business as you are, they don't understand this part of adding value. They want to sell. Because remember that first part of the relationship is that selfish part in business where I've got something, Mm -hmm. buy it so I can pay my rent. So I can pay my mortgage, so I can pay for my car, right? The second form of a relationship is that you need something, I have something I sell to you, which is what most businesses are, add value to both of them. But the third and most special is you anticipate what your customer or client really truly needs. And when you add that value to these Facebook groups, you become an expert of sorts,
0: in your yeah you genre. set yourself yeah you set yourself up as the expert in that field yeah and that uh, I means the same same thing on google uh, you always you just want to consistently add value so because because just because um you don't think you're being noticed facebook notices that and, the, and their search engines notice that google notices that and their search engines notice that and they they act accordingly because of that so this is what gets you in front of the right people um, and that's what you need you always need to be pushing to get in front of the right people yes um this is a little bit separate but kind of the same kind of the same yeah online forums yeah um christy if, you know honestly i can also personally say that i other than facebook groups i don't necessarily have a bunch of different online forums that i'm
1: I don't have a Um, lot of online forums that I'm on either, but you can find them in your niche and add value. The online forums I really go to is Facebook groups. Um, You can answer questions and become an expert within that group. So I would really clump the Facebook groups and the online forums all together because it's really similar. I mean, there's, you know twitter there's reddit i believe that sort of thing but those are really dying whereas the facebook zuck is rebranding facebook right so uh there's all kinds of online forums you've got TikTok, also you've got the instagram where they have something similar to the online forums but um you could create a blog in that online forum and you could go back to it over and over again. That's how Joanna Gaines got super famous, right?
0: Yeah, well, hey, even like networking zoom meetings. I mean, those are all online yeah. forums that you can get. No, you know, you know and those are good ones too. Um, what about, what about tagging your vehicle? What about the magnets or the rats or, you know, basically, cause like you said, when, before we even got on, Christy said it, it, even if you're not working, you're working. Even when you're doing personal things, you're still working. You should still be selling. You should still be, you know, just talking to random people, getting gas, yeah. going out to eat. It's still your business. You want you want something to you want basically twenty-four seven, you need something working for you. That's why Facebook's so great. You can twenty four seven have your your post um, being getting in front of people. That's why billboards. You know, you still you see the billboards, and it's constantly working for you. Shirts, hats. Yep. But but wrapping these cars, I see more and more vehicles with businesses, you know, tagged on them now than I used to ever.
1: I do too. Uh, um, when you do a mag, a perf, a wrap on your car, you're putting your logo on your car. Now go back to what Chip said though. Whatever you put on your car, you need to make it crystal clear what it is that your business does. So if your logo is... I don't know, uh, really similar to Starbucks logo. And you put it on your car, people are going to think you're selling coffee out of your car and it's Starbucks, right? So when you tag your car, when you make your logo, it has to be crystal clear so that your customers, your clients can understand what it is that you're doing. Also fonts are very important. I remember when my old business partner made me sit for eight hours and discuss the fonts on the logo of one of my businesses. I wanted to kill her. Maybe I should have. It would have been a better story, a better ending to that business. But um, we, we talked about that. like The cursive sometimes when people do that tag on their car, it's hard to read or you go by a billboard. <laughs> Spice Village is one that comes to mind. Like I knew what it was because I was from Waco and I knew what Spice Village was. It's a little shop with lots of goodies, right? But Mm -hmm. their billboard and the tags on their car were like brown on yellow or yellow on brown. So it made it very difficult to see. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, what do they do? Sell spices? Like it was very (laughs) difficult to understand. Sorry, Spice, if you're listening, but you want to put a logo whatever on your car, but you need it to be crystal clear because a confused mind never buys.
0: For sure. And you want, and you want it to be catchy. That's true. You I mean, and if you're second guessing your thoughts, the, just remember it needs to be legible. It needs to be read. you need yeah. to be able to read it and not necessarily from up close Yes. You need to be able to read it from, you know, three cars behind and in the other lane. You need to be able to read it passing the highway, you know, st- something that yeah. can catch their eye. It's just like stopping their scroll on Facebook. How do you get them to stop and read what you have on there? And that's why, you know, the picture, the logo, the, the, the text, everything needs to be clear and to the point. Not... um not roundabout, you don't need a whole paragraph of words, you don't need a list of bulletin of buttons with like thirty services that you provide because people will get confused. That's too much for people. Yep. It needs to be to the point and you know, and nail it in the head right there. It doesn't you don't need it to be over the top crazy. Yeah. You know, don't definitely don't do that. Exactly. Um, and then and the, another, this is another marketing strategy that I find a lot of people are not using correctly because when I get emails, I look for it. Uh-huh. And that's put a signature on your email and there's a way to set it up to where you never have to do it again. Don't have it's to do It's automatically it. there. Yeah, the signature is automatically there. You know, and not don't just put your name. But, you know, Website. thank you for your time. Wake Chip McCarter. Waco's goes personal handyman. Phone number, email, website. You know, all that stuff in, in the signature. You want it all in the signature, especially if you can link the website. You know, to where they can click from the email straight to your website. It stops them from having to go. You know, open a new tab, Get exactly, and Google and type it in. You can you can save them time, and you're just making it to where they you know, people people want to do right now, right, you know, once they pull it up, they want to do it right then. So if you have a way to make it easier for them to do it, and this email signature is 100% something you need to do. All right? uh Christy, do you, uh, you have them on all your emails. Perfect. I have
1: it on all of my emails. One thing that I get, I put it on there, and then I'll change something, and I'll forget to change it up. So I'm glad this reminder was here today to put our marketing 101 on there, yep. so uh, people will know that when they they email me because I want to. Uh, I want to go from obscurity to omnipresence and how to do that is get them aware of what it is that we do so an email signature is very important and especially if you're a handyman or a cleaning business you can uh put your website on there and people click on it all the time it saves them from typing in the big old long name of your your business they just click and go and what you want to do is make it as easy as possible for your customers Another one For is sure. Yelp. People forget about the stinking app. I use it all the time, especially when I travel. Um, it's, easy way it's free way to utilize and put up your business in a marketing forum that people will go to especially if you're a restaurant or a local event people in waco could use this all of the time travelers rely heavily on this app when i went to florida last month i was on yelp all the
0: time (laughs) and it's Uh, free it's free and what it is it's also really good for your your search engine optimization so if you have a website um make sure that you have it listed on yelp and yelp has an amazing platform for citations and technically yelp is a citation that just means that it lists a citation um, on google is when your company's business name phone number and city are all listed but they can't click it to go to your website. It's just listed. Um, So, But Yelp has an amazing way to sign up for even like 50 to 100 citations. And trust me, this is a golden nugget. If you see that, do it. It's not a waste of money. You want to have as many local citations as possible that are niche relevant. And Yelp has access to all that. Yelp is a very good spot for all that.
1: Another one is direct mail marketing. This had a real comeback in 2020. You only have about a 2% return. But if you do direct mail, you can target certain zip codes that are your market. You need to have a hook. You need to have a story and you need to have an offer and then you also don't want to just put your logo out on it you need a call to action in every form of your marketing and advertising so your customers will know how to reach out to you but direct mail a great way to get customers because people are opening mail or they were in 2020
0: um, but only about a one to 2% return on that chip. Yeah. And on the direct mail, I honestly think that the little small flyer, cause I've seen a lot of these recently, the little small flyers have, like Christy said, man, it had a really big comeback in 2020 and yeah. 2021. And people are actually going through their mail now again and looking at them. But it's the same concept as posting on Facebook as having a magnet on your car, as having a billboard up. you have to stop you have to stop them and get their attention. You have yeah. to stop their scroll. So it's the same concept on direct mail and it's a numbers game. So if you have a specific zip code that you're going after, this might be exactly what you need to be doing mm-hmm. um, and, and you know shy of like Facebook posting, or google advertisement specific for that zip code this is a, a very inexpensive way to get out to a whole zip code of people and it, and it does help a lot you know it helps a lot
1: sure. i use what direct about, mail marketing in kind of a different way i use it through okay. locals love us because locals oh, yeah. love us actually i advertise in that magazine and it goes out to the zip codes that are in the top 10% of incomes. Why is that important? With my business, I charge $70 an hour. Not everybody can afford that, right? So, it's important to know a little bit before you just go out there and you say, you know, I want to do direct mail marketing to all of Waco, Texas. No, you don't. 50% of the population probably can't afford you. So, you want to have a call to action, but you also want to go after a certain zip code where your niche market is, where you do the most work or you would like to do the most work. That's important to put thought into it and not just go, okay, there's a direct mail company and they knocked on my door and they said that they'd send out 50,000 flyers. Man, I should get at least 1,000 of those customers. No, you won't. There's (laughs) statistics that you're only going to get 1% to 2%. And that's if you do everything right. You have the hook, the story, the offer, and the call to action. Most people don't do that, so they have no response on their direct mail. So when you're marketing, you need to know these things because if not, you're just throwing that money out the window for everybody else to take home.
0: For sure, you got to always be thinking of ways to hit those pain points of your of your clients. You know how exactly how, what problem are you solving, and then just repeatedly let them know how you solve that problem. You know, you you want them to know that this is what I. This is the problem I can solve for you. And clearly, though, you need know, to make it clear, um, radio advertisement. Christy, what's your opinion on this? Now, I, I can honestly say I've never done it. I haven't found the need to. I don't even know what radio stations are around anymore. But I know XM radio, Sirius XM, that's,
1: there's got to be
0: good advertising. Yeah, iHeartRadio. radio. There's still ways to do it. Um Christy experience what's what's you know
1: when I first started my business the handyman and cleaning business I thought you know I have to get out to a massive amount of people and this was you know eight years ago before the apps before iPhones were big before you know you only listen to the music you wanted to listen to through your apps or your (laughs) iPhone so one of the first ads I ever run was on a, a radio station in Waco Texas that had you know Darren and Chrissy on it but Darren was in jail so it was just chrissy and dustin at that time but so i paid which was a lot of money back there 250 dollars to be on this radio station for a month and they kept telling me how the ads should have been well these people had just worked in radio they never knew how to catch the attention of people And so I recorded my own ad and, you know, I only ran it for a month. I had good response. Later on, you know, I was on iHeart when we painted their building and that kind of thing for a year in the Waco, Texas area. Again, it's a very, very narrow amount of people that you're going to get. It's a 1%. And you have to advertise on the right radio station to get it back to you. If I would have advertised on... This Spanish radio station I would have got zero customers because I don't speak Spanish and I don't necessarily market to the Spanish population so again when you're doing the radio ads or TV ads or whatever ads you're doing you want to think about your target customer and you want to have a call to action I don't know that I had a call to action back then other than you know call us You wanna do it strategically, especially when you're putting your money out because the people that sell you airtime on the radio, the people that sell you airtime on TV, the people that sell you the billboards, right? They're good at selling you, but they don't know necessarily how to get to your niche market, how to speak to your customer because you're the one that falls in love with your customer and clients, not them. So keep that in mind. Any kind of advertising works if you do it consistently. So my mistake was I only did it for a month in the very beginning because it was $250. When I did it with iHeart, I did it for a year. That was in the beginning of streaming and that sort of thing. So they really hadn't had it all figured out. Now, if your target market is Republicans who are gun-wielding, who listen to country music, that's a niche kind of market i would go after radio if that was my target market if i knew that you know i'm going after generation y i would go after the pop market right Maybe not in Mm -hmm. Texas, maybe somewhere else. So you have to know your customer to know if these kind of marketing will work. But also remember, you can barter out. And that's what I did with a radio station when I ran it for a year. Um, We painted their building and we cleaned their building all year long to get the advertising for free. It was about $70,000, $80,000 worth of advertising. And I got absolutely no customers
0: from it. So yeah, you have uh, to know
1: what you're doing because I didn't know what I was doing back then.
0: And you have to know where your people are at. Um, yes. This next one kind of, because I was about to say, people listen to podcasts nowadays. The time. And if you can find like an influencer, somebody that has a podcast, it's not necessarily like paid advertisement as you can think of. But if you can get, you know, this influencer, this person with a podcast just to give you shout outs and stuff like that. That's about the same difference as a rate. Matter of fact, I feel like you're more likely to get clients that way than having a plain radio advertisement. Definitely. Um, but on that note, on that note, make your own podcast, create a podcast for your business. Um, put it on Apple, put it on anchor, put it on Facebook, put it on YouTube. Uh, you know, make a blog on your website, add a blog, but this the podcast. that's. It's just add value. I had a client the other day say, you know, I want to start a blog, but I don't know what to talk about. And I said, you know, I'm not in your niche, but I know exactly what to talk about. You need to talk about what problem, you know, common misconceptions on your niche, um, educate them on the, how it is you do the work you do, you know, educate and add value. That in itself is a podcast. You yes. know, if you can come on there consistently, and have another have another little tidbit have another free advice uh segment you know find ways to get your your actual audience involved in asking questions and and work it you know just work it consistently but the more you add value to 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 anybody to potential clients to clients to old customers the more you add value, the more people are going to start coming back to you. It's a law of reciprocation. It is. You give and you give, and eventually people are going to give back. It's just a natural thing. Yes,
1: yeah, share your expertise with a group of people, and you'll get new people. The interesting thing about our podcast, we've got over 10,000 downloads. Good job, Chip. Uh, hey. But... I don't have a clue who's listening because what we do is we just add value, add value, add value, and we share our expertise, which is marketing and business. So you get to this entirely new group of people and Chip and I never sell to the people on the podcast. It's just adding value. And I'll hear people go all the time when we're talking to them, they'll be like, oh yeah, I heard you and Chip talk about that on your podcast. Like, wow, that's so cool. I forget we do it, even though we do it a couple times every week. But you have to add value to this group of people or they're quit listening. So go in there, think about what it is that your customers are needing and then build a podcast. I mean, the average podcast, 97% of all podcasts never get over a thousand downloads. But... That's because they go on there and they sell, or they talk about stuff that people aren't interested in, or they only do it for a little bit of time. I've been podcasting for, I'm in my sixth season. I think it's only been three or four years. And now I'm at 10,000 downloads. But you have to keep doing it, even if it's just your mom and best friend listening. But you also have to think about your clients and your customers. What are they looking for? It took Chip and I a while to figure out what it is our people were looking for, and what they're looking for is marketing and business advice because they have no clue what they're flipping doing, and we've been there.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, for sure. Every and the, the crazy thing is that a, a huge number of business owners go through the same thing. And that's why we decided this would be such a great value to add because there's so many mistakes that business owners make that within the first five years. It's it's almost crazy that it keeps happening. But that's because nobody is coming on and warning the new entrepreneurs about these issues. They're just they they have that old, you know, belief system in their head. Well, since I had to go through it, they have to go through it, too. It's like a, it's a rite of passage. Um, and I feel like that's the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. You know, rite of passage, man. Shit should get better as the years go. Things should, you know, people shouldn't have to keep making the same mistakes. Because we've made them. So yes. now you don't have to. And that's how we felt. We want to bring, you know, that we want to bring to the table what nobody up until now has been willing to bring because it threatens their business because you're adding more competition. You know, new businesses is more competition in their mind, but it's not true, man. As far as I'm concerned, new businesses is new opportunities for me to make more money. Yes. Uh, Regardless if it's the same niche as me or not, regardless.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, making a podcast, it's pretty simple, but it's a trial and error kind of thing. I'm sure there's books out there about it. It's not that tough. If you can talk, you can do a podcast. But just remember, (laughs) it has to be interesting to who your customer is or your client is or they'll turn it off. The last one that we're going to talk about today is advertising on apps. Have you ever done that, Chip?
0: Advertising on apps? On apps. Um, not, um, no, no. I, I haven't done it specifically. Now, it depends, though. Are you talking about, like, Alignable? You could do you, it on you, Alignable,
1: know, t- LinkedIn, Facebook. Those are all apps that we use.
0: So I have Group advertised on, on apps. Yeah. But what I have, I haven't advertised on anything other than Facebook, um, Instagram, Instagram yelp yeah i haven't had yeah because yeah, i never advertised on any of the other ones like indeed i just you know i just did the the free business profile and stuff like that
1: yeah everybody's on their stinking phone that's where they're at mm-hmm. it, i went to a restaurant the other night it was $100 a hundred dollars a freaking plates. and do you know what these people were doing they were on their phones i'm like you can do that for free home. put down your phone or there's a two-year-old, you know, at the table and they're on the phone, right? But here's yeah. the thing that's genius with your marketers like Chip and I. You know where to get them. So you can advertise on apps. Now, some apps are better than the others. I do warn people, uh, Groupon, and there used to be a, quite a few that I saw these apps put people out of business. Um, because you had to pay them 30%, then you put a 30% discount, and then the business owner made nothing. So, not all apps are created equally. So, be careful and look at the fine print when you are advertising on those apps. Because if you're not watching your financials, then it can get you in the butt.
0: Yeah, for sure. You got to be careful. Because you'll end up having such a heck of a deal that you're not making money anymore. I did have a a client who had that same situation. She was killing it on Groupon and getting tons and tons of business. But because it was on Groupon, it was all discounted. And she was basically just coming out even. She was busy, 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 but not making any profit because of it.
1: And the thing about it is when you go on Groupon, you're getting those couponers, you're getting those people that want a discount. They're not going to pay full service because that's not why they're on Groupon. So a lot of people, you have to think about your customer and their thought process. You've got to know your customer because if not, it'll bite you in the ass every time.
0: For sure. That's why I always say, you know, the... The most exclusive leads are the ones you're going to get off google with your website Yes, you know that's and then from there you know there's a list of like other places to go but that's the top that's the lead that when you answer the phone they already know what they want they know they want to use you um there's tons of different things but when you're you have to be careful when you start doing deals and coupons and and this much off for for first-time customers just make sure you're not screwing yourself. Exactly. Make sure you're not losing out so big. We had a we had a business owner in the edge that was charging so little at the beginning uh-huh. just to pick up new clients. She wasn't really making money and it was not worth her time. It wasn't even worth her time. So, and then that once she started actually charging what she's worth, Not only did the clientele get better, but she started actually gaining the momentum she needed. Um, Just because you're offering a cheap deal doesn't mean you're gonna get, matter of fact, the cheaper the deal, the more likely it's not your target audience that you're getting. It's usually somebody that's trying to penny pinch and save a penny here or there. And as a business owner, those are the type of places, people you need to avoid
1: the lowest price only lasts about 12 months because somebody come in and they'll do it lower than you. So you'll be out of business within 12 months to 24 months if you're the lowest price because somebody will just copy your business model and redo it. So that's another thing to keep in mind. You've got to add that, you've got to think of yourself and whatever your business is, is adding value. Back to Lula James, right? She does these amazing scones, but she's in East Waco, right? They're usually yep. at Starbucks, five or six bucks a piece. She says, and God bless her, amazing restaurant, but she said, I'm not going to raise my prices. Well, because she only <clears throat> kept her scones at $2, within nine years, she's out of business. Yep. Yeah, maybe the people of East Waco can't afford it, but if you would market, to more people that are 10 to 15 minutes, you're going to run into places like China Spring. You're going to run into the people that have money in the Waco, Texas area. Get them to come in, charge them the 5 or $6, and then your homeless people a couple bucks. Or your Baylor students, give them a discount. If you're smart on the way that you market things you'll stay in business if you're not and you refuse to change with the times which inflation is coming mega inflation is coming those scones will probably be ten dollars in two years right but you have to stay ahead of it because business is all about making money you can't say i refuse to raise my prices you're gonna be out of business within two to four years. So keep that in mind in business. Add value to yourself. And if you're going, well, Christy, I can't add another $50 in value. Yes, you can. Figure it out. Somebody's done what you wanna do. You need to get a hold of them, get a hold of their book, go to their conference, do something to learn from them so that you can bring in more money because business is about money and it's all energy. You can't say, oh, I don't wanna charge more because it sucks. No, I'm excited! I get to charge more! It's amazing. Yeah. So remember yeah. that when you're marketing. Point. I went on a tangent there, chips. Sorry about that. We've talked about a ton no, of stuff. It's, Direct it's, mail, Yelp, Facebook groups. Wow. Podcasts.
0: Well, there's tons of – and that's the thing. There's so many different ways to market your business that there's no excuse for you not to be involved in at least like five to ten of these different strategies <laughs> that we are talking about. It's not – don't limit yourself to just one. Find that one that works best and abuse it. But other than that, um, consistently look at new places, try new things, market differently. Like Christy always says, you're trying to go from what is it, obscurity Omni- to
1: omnipresence.
0: That's obscurity to omnipresence.
1: Thank yeah, you, Grant you Cardone. You just I stole want- it from
0: him. Yep, and it's you know it's not who you know, it's who knows you. Exactly. So you got to remember that.
1: Yeah, and Trisny. one McNugget that Chip just gave you, a golden McNugget, like you'll break your teeth on if you if you don't listen. Consistency in marketing is the key. So there's this mm. thing that's called lag time. You put it out there, you put it out there, you put it out there, you're like, shit, nothing's happening. I'm getting so <laughs> frustrated. We were talking about this earlier, but there's this lag time. You're building that momentum to go from obscurity to omnipresent. It doesn't happen like you know with Thanos in the Avengers movies that it just happens immediately. No, you have to do it over and over and over and build momentum. Thanos had to do that. He had to get the six little crystals or whatever the hell it was. He got right.
0: yeah, Yeah, it
1: took him years it takes time
0: yeah. to build a good business it doesn't happen overnight it does it does so before we sign off this week we wanted to talk to you about a little challenge that we're going to be yes. probably kicking off here next week or the week after but it's um it's ba- what it's a facebook christy what what do we name it uh. build
1: a massive facebook following in 7 days for free. That means you don't put any money into it, but you build a massive following of raving fans for free. Chip and I are going to train you every day on how to build your Facebook page in such a way that it gets you customers and it makes you money instead of just wasting time on Facebook.
0: For sure. If you've been... if For one, if you're not on Facebook... You need to do this. You need to get along because we're going to build the Facebook page along with you, yes. and we're going to show you. We're going to show you exactly what you need to be doing on Facebook when it comes to advertising and marketing. Um, so, and also, if you have a Facebook page and you're just not getting the results, you need to do this. Yes. Even if you have a Facebook page, if you have a Facebook page that has under two hundred um, followers or under t- under two hundred likes. This is something you need to be doing because we're talking about taking that one to two hundred likes and make, making it a thousand, fifteen hundred, yes. two thousand. We're talking about the difference of you being the the face, you being the expert in your niche for your area. We can help you do that. We can help you dominate this platform to where you are bringing in new clients almost weekly. Um, and daily. I can honestly say, daily. Both,
1: Let's go daily, yeah, Chip. They,
0: Yes, daily. Because Christy and I both are doing this with success.
1: With multiple week. businesses.
0: With multiple businesses. Uh, on the upwards of two like, like 10, 11, 12 businesses. Yes. We're consistently doing it. So what we want is we want you guys to join this challenge and, and just completely turn your Facebook page around to where you – basically don't even need to worry about the facebook part where you can move to google and the next and the next and the next yeah. but this is this challenge is going to help you go from 50 to 100 likes or 50 to 100 followers to thousands thousands and and you can and you can look you know we we know what we're doing on this front so just join us on this challenge and i promise result we promise results we guarantee we do. That we you but you will see the difference You'll see the difference in your Facebook page no matter what. Uh, Christy, anything else? Yeah,
1: Chip and I have been doing research on uh, businesses, on social media. And what we found is most of the people have, you know, 10 or 12 people that like and follow their page. I found a couple that, you know, have thousands but very very few it's only one percent and it's super simple and it doesn't cost you a ton of money it just takes a little bit of time but if you've got a Facebook page we teach you how to build it if you to build it so you can get customers instead of just your mom and three sisters liking it or if you've already got a thousand followers how to crush it and 10X that business within the next few days so that you can get more customers on Facebook because every dollar I put into Facebook, I get fifty back. So I know it works on all of my businesses. Primarily I use social media for marketing and it works. They pay more and they're not bitchy. That's what's important. When you have customers
0: For sure. and clients. For sure, 100%. You Join the challenge. The, the, the action step this week is to pay attention and join this challenge when we do it. Um, because I guarantee that it, it'll change your whole perspective on Facebook. Especially if you're not a fan of Facebook. Um, I'm not I'm not a personal fan of Facebook. Uh, but when it comes to business, I might be their number one thing. Yeah. So I, I'm not going <laughs> to post my personal life. I'm not going to tell you... What I'm eating, I'm not going to tell you what me and my kids are doing this weekend, but what I am going to tell you is exactly what my businesses are doing, how we're doing it, where we're doing it, when we're doing it, and I optimize my Facebook to, to bring in leads. Yeah. And this is what we want you to do for your business.
1: Yeah, it's not like we spam people, it's we add value. Now, people might see my face on Facebook all the time, and they're like, oh, that's spam. But if they really click on it and they get into it, they know that I'm adding value. And the majority of the time, I get paid nothing for adding the value. But I do know the more people that I help make their dreams come true, they're going to make my dreams come true. So Facebook, there's 8 billion people on the planet you know, four billion of them are online, three billion of them are on this social media platform. That's why when Facebook and Insta went down a few weeks ago, it was devastating to businesses. Thank God it was only for seven hours. But sure. if you know how to get those customers and stop their scroll with your Facebook business page, you will make a ton of money. You will make a lot more money if you utilize that. Now, I know you might be thinking, oh, well, I just go on word of mouth. Well, that's great until, you know, the government shuts down and you can't rely on, uh, or the government shuts everything down. Whereas, those that were on social media could pivot really, really quickly. Whereas, regular advertising, it took 30, 60 90 days to change it so build a massive following on facebook in seven days for free i'm having a webinar at two o'clock on thursday i want to invite you all to and you can register at mcmarketing.com forward slash 101 mcmarketing101.com forward slash one-on-one one Oh one and register for that webinar. That is a life changing business changing opportunity. And we're charging nothing for it. To
0: say, yeah. It's, we it's want all free. You to be successful. Yep. We, we want to add value to you. So y'all check it out. Keep staying tuned. Every week we'll be back on Tuesdays. Uh, and guys, we love you, man. Stay safe and we'll see y'all next week. All right, we're back. Welcome to the edge podcast with Chip. And Christy. Uh, I am your host Chip McCarter, and along with me as always, the co-founder of the Edge Biz, Mr. Christie Podcast Oval. with Chip and Christie. Oh, uh, I am your host Chip McCarter, and along with me as always. Okay, so there's a little echo right now, but we're good. All right, so this week we're just gonna jump right back into it. We the last couple of weeks we've been going over marketing strategies for entrepreneurs, and there's just so many. There's so many different ways to market your business that you have to figure out what works for you. Uh, There's tons and tons of different things you can do, and if you're not doing it, it's time to take that action and get started. Uh, So we're gonna go ahead and get started off with outstanding customer service. This is something that every business, it's a must have for any business. Um, Christy, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when someone tells you, asks you how you handle your customer service?
1: Wow. Like, answer the phone.
0: <laughs> yeah, Talk. be reachable, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, be reachable. Talk to your customers. And um, if you take care of the customers that you have and they keep using you over and over again, it's much less expensive than acquiring new customers. One of the most expensive things in business is acquiring that new customers so get the customer keep the customer and then keep them coming back with this amazing customer service now that doesn't mean you bend over to the customer every time if they're wrong that means you give them amazing amazing service and they'll come back over and over again they'll be your raving fans that even if you make a mistake they'll come back
0: yeah for sure and this is this is turning customers into clients um, it's like you said, it's so much, you save so much money being able to shift a one time one and done customer to a lifelong client that uses you no matter what. And it's like you said, Christy, when you actually have that, that client, that lifetime client that is no matter what they're fans of your business, they're fans of what you do, you can make mistakes and they'll still use you again. And the, the fact is, is you have to be honest about the mistake. Don't just Tuck your tail and run if you mess He'll up. Use you again. Be and the, you got to be readable, reachable. You have to you be honest about the mistake. Open. Don't just open. tuck you your have tail to communicate and communicate with your client. You know you have to be very clear in your communication. You mm-hmm. have to be clear about what it is you're doing. But at the same time, man, it's like Christy said: answer the phone. So many people nowadays are are not answering their phone. It's just hard to find good contractors on Google right now, you'll, you'll go through a list of six people and maybe one will answer. So in that customer service, also the follow-up is important. Yes. You know, make sure that your job was taken care of correctly. And, and also, you know, put them on the email list. If you have an email blast that goes out, that, uh, that's educating and adding value to your clients, get their email and put them on the list and have, you know, help take care of them all the way around the the spectrum you know everything you can do make sure that you're doing for them being open and communic- communicative um for sure man that's that's huge customer service is a must
1: it is and so many people don't have it anymore you'll call and they'll answer the phone hello or you'll you'll try to talk to them and it's like you're talking to a brick wall so i mean Get those customers, keep those customers, give them outstanding customer service so they'll come back over and over and over again. Even during winter, which we're in winter right now with uh, COVID still. A lot of people thought it was going to be over in a year. A lot of people thought it was going to be over in two years. But winter typically lasts about seven to eight years. So if you can learn as a business owner how to... Acquire, keep, and take care of those customers during winter now and for the next seven or eight years, you're going to have an amazing business. So keep that customer, turn them into a client, have them become a raving fan so you're still around. Um, I was reading an article yesterday in the Waco Trib that there's this amazing cafe in East Waco, Lula Janes. Do you know it, Chip? I don't. It, she's a former Baylor professor, and she started uh, this restaurant, and it's called Lula Jane's. It's just across the river, across the bridge, mm-hmm. and um, okay. it's in this rundown part of Waco. And she started this amazing business, and she's got all of these fans that love her, and she gives this amazing customer service because if homeless people go there, she does ...doesn't charge them for lunch or dinner. Uh, If they can't pay, she still feeds them. So, it's it's a profitable business, she said in this article. And I've seen her speak a couple of different times. But they're closing it down. Because they can't get people to work in the business. So, it's her and a handful of people. When they need 12 employees, they've only got five. How could she have turned that around and gotten her customers to work for her? She could have said, hey, you can have a free meal if you work for me, she could have used the customer service a little bit differently to stay in business. Um, but they're closing it down at the first of the year. They they've done everything right except for this one piece, right? So when you're talking customer mm-hmm. service, not just with customers, you also want to take care of your employees too and get more and more of them.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's basically just making sure everything in your business, everybody, you're taking care of everybody, including yourself, though. You need, you mm-hmm. know, make sure that everything across the board is taken care of and and stay on top of it. You know, make the callbacks, you know, two or three days after the job, call and see, you know, hey, how is it? Is everything working great? Is there anything else we can do for you? Uh, I mean, you have no idea how many more jobs you can pick up just from that callback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally have landed tons of jobs just from the callback that I had no clue. I didn't have no intention of landing a job. I just wanted to make sure my customer was taken care of. And in the process, they think it's something else that you can help them with. It almost always, it almost always works out. That That
1: follow up is the key because most salespeople quit following up after the first time. Like we make that first interaction and then that's it. But if you follow up, especially (laughs) in the handyman or cleaning business, if you follow up with that customer, you're more likely to get that customer. On average, it takes about three months to get that customer after you do the estimate with them. And if you just leave them there and you don't put them on an email drip campaign or you don't text them or you don't call them, you never get that customer. It's the handyman that actually goes that extra step and acquires the customer that they've already paid to go and do an estimate for because you paid something probably to get the estimate in some form of advertising. They didn't just stumble upon you unless you're on Google, but you have to go that extra step in your customer service and follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up until they're like, no, never follow up again. And they really don't mean never. It just means wait a few months.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yes. Never, never. Um, yeah, man, that's customer service is a great, amazing way to, to grow your business not just you know stay the same to actually start growing getting more clients having better employees that, that are happy to work for you instead of always frustrated and upset that they have to show up to work which everybody knows is a very typical common thing with employees um, another and this is a golden nugget man another amazing marketing that a lot of people are not taking advantage of Facebook groups. Oh my I know gosh. for a fact that Christy and I we take advantage of it a hundredfold.
1: We like, do, no doubt
0: about it. We Facebook groups are almost the equivalent of boosting posts on with with Facebook, paying Facebook to get in front of all these other people. Uh, their feed, Facebook groups. They have man, what a there's probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of Facebook groups right now they that are. you can join. Yeah. And it's all business-related. There's there's at least one in your area for your niche. And if there isn't, create one. Own one. Yeah, create uh, one. Not manage it. Yeah. Yeah, you want. Because that's just traffic. That's just more traffic that you can own yourself. Facebook groups, every time you post on your page, you should be sharing it to every group available in your niche, uh, support, Local groups are good to post on. There's tons of different Facebook groups, but you need to be sharing your post, if not posting directly into these groups.
1: Post direct, yeah. Um, But
0: it's so much easier just to post on your page and share it across the board. But that's a way to get in front of tons of people's feeds. Christy. Let these people know how you're taking advantage of facebook groups
1: man i love facebook that's my primary form of advertising even though i market in tons of different ways facebook is my favorite as you know chip we were geeking out on it a little bit earlier but so many people don't utilize these facebook groups now, last year during the Super Bowl, I was sitting there watching the commercials because it was two teams I really didn't care much about. And I was watching the commercials. And Zuck had a commercial on during the Super Bowl. So it cost him a good $5 million. You know, that's pocket change to him compared to us, right? <laughs> but he put an ad, a 60-second ad on during the Super Bowl about Facebook groups. Because last year, during the Super Bowl, it was a little different than every other time on the planet of the earth, I guess. That everybody's stuck at home, but they want to connect with other people that like what they do. So, he had this add-on during the Super Bowl to join a group that's you, right? So, I have boxer dogs. I love them, and I'm a part of a ton of boxer groups. If... You are selling to boxer moms and dads. You need to be in every boxer group that's available. Maybe you're you're selling a, a training tool to teach them how to behave or something like that. Be in those boxer <laughs> groups. You can find those groups anywhere. But with business, there's those for sale pages. There's handyman pages. There's construction pages. There's baking pages. There's pages for anything. There's groups. I'm sorry, I said pages, but there's groups for anything that you can join and be active in. That doesn't mean go to the groups and spam them though, Chip. Like, buy from Correct. me. I'm amazing. 99% of all business owners fall in love with a product or service and they don't fall in love with their customers. You've got to know where your customer is. And how does your customer vote? They vote with where they spend their money. So they go to these Facebook groups. A lot of those Facebook groups have things that is sold in there. They have, you know only advertise your business on tuesday or wednesday follow their if you don't own the group then follow whatever their criteria is where you can advertise locally but also during the week when even when you can't advertise the more valuable piece of these groups is to go in there and add value so if you're in a handy women page and women are building stuff in this handy women's page. One of the biggest groups I'm a part of is a handy woman's page. There's over 100,000 people in it, 100,000 women who think they're handy. They'll put pictures of it, or they'll say, hey, has anybody started a handyman business? Hey, has anybody ever built a pergola? And then you go in there, and you add value. You don't spam them. You add value to them in these Facebook groups. And then they come back over and over again. Also, if you have a really niche market, you can start your own Facebook groups like Chip has. He started Keep It Local, Waco, Texas, I think is the name of it.
0: It's, It's Central Texas now keep your business local central texas
1: thousands of people have joined because during the pandemic they wanted to stay local with their businesses and keep businesses up and running that page is still fresh to this day that chip and his business partner run so you can go there and add value maybe somebody goes in there and goes hey do you know anybody that's you know delivers cupcakes or something like that Yeah, add value. This person is amazing. Here's their number. Let me link you up through Facebook. Go that step further than everybody else instead of just going, oh, call, blah. I had them. They were amazing. They took care. Like, add value. Go
0: ahead. So one more thing about Facebook groups, especially as someone who owns and runs a few of them, don't, you know, be clear as to what you're doing don't try to trick people into into um, buying from you. Don't go into a Facebook group that says no advertising and post who here knows a good handyman. But come to find out, you're the handyman, and you're just trying to get work. Um, add value. Don't trick people, though. Don't don't mm-hmm. do the tricky post to get people to respond and then say, "Oh, well, by the way, I do this." You yeah. know, like or like who who can who's having trouble with their website, you know, and then you and then come to find out you're you're actually trying to sell websites. Um, be very clear. Don't try to trick people and add. And like Christy says, you have to add value. Um, you, I look at it this way: all making a sale is is building trust and gaining that trust enough for them to use you. If you're having to be deceitful to get people to you know, like your posts or comment or even be interactive, then it's not going to, you're not going to have a good outcome. If you have to be deceitful, it's not going to work out. Be honest, be clear, and be to the point. Yeah. And then if you see stuff, like if you you do add value, don't expect anything in return. Just add value and be happy with that. Because people notice that. People notice that, hey, this person consistently adds value. And then they look at this guy and say, and this guy consistently asks for money. Who do you yeah. think they're going to use? They're the one that's consistently trying to sell them or the one that consistently wants to better, the, better them, you know, to, to help them, educate them, get them in the right direction. I would much rather somebody not use me and use somebody else if it benefits them, if it actually helps save them money and it's a better choice. I don't mind losing to the better choice. But I, I do not like getting tricked. Like when someone tricks a client to go that way, and then three months later, I have to come back and correct everything that this person screwed up, you know? Yeah. Uh, it happens. But Facebook groups are – you need to be utilizing them every day. Anytime you're on Facebook, anytime you're posting, even if you're not posting, look for ways to add values in these groups And it'll come back to you tenfold for sure.
1: And you gain authority when you answer questions and add value in the Facebook groups. Whereas the other people that are in the same kind of business as you are, they don't understand this part of adding value. They want to sell. Because remember that first part of the relationship is that selfish part in business where I've got something, Mm -hmm. buy it so I can pay my rent. So I can pay my mortgage, so I can pay for my car, right? The second form of a relationship is that you need something, I have something I sell to you, which is what most businesses are, add value to both of them. But the third and most special is you anticipate what your customer or client really truly needs. And when you add that value to these Facebook groups, you become an expert of sorts, you know,
0: in your yeah you genre. set yourself yeah you set yourself up as the expert in that field yeah and that uh, I means the same same thing on google uh, you always you just want to consistently add value so because because just because um you don't think you're being noticed facebook notices that and, the, and their search engines notice that google notices that and their search engines notice that and they they act accordingly because of that so this is what gets you in front of the right people um and that's what you need you always need to be pushing to get in front of the right people yes um this is a little bit separate but kind of the same kind of the same yeah online forums yeah um christy you know honestly i can also personally say that i other than facebook groups i don't necessarily have a bunch of different online forums that i'm
1: I don't have a Um, lot of online forums that I'm on either, but you can find them in your niche and add value. The online forums I really go to is Facebook groups. Um, You can answer questions and become an expert within that group. So I would really clump the Facebook groups and the online forums all together because it's really similar. I mean, there's, you know twitter there's reddit i believe that sort of thing but those are really dying whereas the facebook zuck is rebranding facebook right so uh there's all kinds of online forums you've got TikTok, also you've got the instagram where they have something similar to the online forums but um you could create a blog in that online forum and you could go back to it over and over again. That's how Joanna Gaines got super famous, right?
0: Yeah, well, even like networking zoom meetings. I mean, those are all online yeah. forums that you can get, you know, you know, and those are good ones too. Um, what about, what about tagging your vehicle? What about the magnets or the rats or, you know, basically, cause like you said, when, before we even got on, Christy said it, it, Even if you're not working, you're working. Even when you're doing personal things, you're still working. You should still be selling. You should still be, you know, just talking to random people, getting gas, going out to eat. It's still your business. You want, you want something to, you want basically 24 seven, you need something working for you. That's why Facebook's so great. You can 24 seven have your, your post um, being, getting in front of people. That's why billboards, you know, you still, you see the billboards and it's constantly working for you. Shirts, hats. Yep. But, but wrapping these cars, I see more and more vehicles with businesses, you know, tagged on them now than I used to ever.
1: I do too. Uh, Um, When you do a mag, a perf, a wrap on your car, you're putting your logo on your car. Now go back mm -hmm. to what Chip said though. Whatever you put on your car, you need to make it crystal clear what it is that your business does. So if your logo is... I don't know, uh, really similar to Starbucks logo. And you put it on your car, people are going to think you're selling coffee out of your car and it's Starbucks, right? So when you tag your car, when you make your logo, it has to be crystal clear so that your customers, your clients can understand what it is that you're doing. Also fonts are very important. I remember when my old business partner made me sit for eight hours and discuss the fonts on the logo of one of my businesses. I wanted to kill her. Maybe I should have. It would have been a better story, a better ending to that business. But um, we, we talked about that. like The cursive sometimes when people do that tag on their car, it's hard to read or you go by a billboard. Spice Village is one that comes to mind. Like, I knew what it was because I was from Waco and I knew what Spice Village was. It's a little shop with lots yep. of goodies, right? But mm-hmm. their billboard and the tags on their car were, like, brown on yellow or yellow on brown. So it made it very difficult to see. Uh-huh. And then you're like, what do they do? Sell spices? Like, it was very <laughs> difficult yeah. to understand. Sorry, Spice, if you're listening. But you want to put a logo Curve whatever on your car, but you need it to be crystal clear because a confused mind never buys.
0: For sure, and you want, and you want it to be catchy. That's true. You I mean, and if you're second guessing your thoughts, the just remember it needs to be legible. It needs to be read. You need yes. to be able to read it, and not necessarily from up close. Yes. You need to be able to read it from you know, three cars behind and in the other lane you need to be able to read it passing the highway, you know, stuff, something that yeah. can catch their eye. It's just like stopping their scroll on Facebook. How do you get them to stop and read what you have on there? And that's why, you know, the picture, the logo, the, the, the text, everything needs to be clear and to the point, not, um, not roundabout, you don't need a whole paragraph of words. You don't need a list of bulletin of buttons with like thirty services that you provide because people will get confused. That's too much for people. Yep. It needs to be to the point and you know and nail it in the head right there. It doesn't you don't need it to be over the top crazy. Yep. You know, don't definitely don't do that. Exactly. Um, and then and then another, this is another marketing strategy that I find a lot of people are not using correctly because when I get emails, I look for it. Uh-huh. And that's put a signature on your email and there's a way to set it up to where you never have to do it again. Don't have it's to think automatically about it. there. Yeah. The signature is automatically there, you know, and not, don't just put your name, but you know, Website. thank you for your time. Chip McCarter, Waco's personal handyman. Phone number, email, website. You know all that stuff in the signature. You want it all in the signature, especially if you can link the website. You know to where they can click from the email straight to your website. It stops them from having to go. You know, open a new tab, exactly, and Google and type it in. You can you can save them time, and you're just making it to where they. You know, people people want to do right now, right, you know, once they pull it up, they want to do it right then. So if you have a way to make it easier for them to do it, and this email signature is 100% something you need to do, all right? Uh, Christy, do you, uh, you have them on all your emails. Perfect. I have
1: it on all of my emails. One thing that I get, I put it on there, and then I'll change something, and I'll forget to change it up. So I'm glad this reminder was here today to put our McMarketing 101 on there. Yes. So uh, people will know that when they, they email me because I want to. Uh I want to go from obscurity to omnipresence. And how to do that is get them aware of what it is that we do. So an email signature is very important. And especially if you're a handyman or a cleaning business, you can uh, put your website on there and people uh, click on it all the time. It saves them from typing in the big old long name of your, your business. They just click and go. And what you want to do is make it as easy as possible for your customers. Another one is sure. Yelp. People forget about the stinking app. I use it all the time, especially when I travel. Um, it's, easy way it's free way to utilize and put up your business in a marketing forum that people will go to especially if you're a restaurant or a local event people in waco could use this all of the time travelers rely heavily on this app when i went to florida last month i was on yelp all the time
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's
0: in yelp, free it's free and what it is it's also really good for your your search engine optimization so if you have a website um, make sure that you have it listed on yelp and yelp has an amazing platform for citations and technically yelp is a citation that just means that it lists a citation um, on google is when your company's business name phone number and city are all listed but they can't click it to go to your website. It's just listed. Um, So, But Yelp has an amazing way to sign up for even like 50 to 100 citations. And trust me, this is a golden nugget. If you see that, do it. It's not a waste of money. You want to have as many local citations as possible that are niche relevant. And Yelp has access to all that. Yelp is a very good spot for all that.
1: Another one is direct mail marketing. This had a real comeback in 2020. You only have okay. about a 2% return, but if you do direct mail, you can target certain zip codes that are your market. You need to have a yes. hook, you need to have a story, and you need offer and then you also don't want to just put your logo out on it you need a call to action in every form of your marketing and advertising so your customers will know how to reach out to you but direct mail a great way to get customers because people are open on mail or they were in 2020 um, but only about a one to two percent return on that chip
0: Yeah, and on the direct mail, I honestly think that the little small flyer because I've seen a lot of these recently, the little small flyers have, like Christy said, man, it had a really big comeback in 2020 and 2021, and people are actually going through their mail now again and looking at them, but it's the same concept as posting on Facebook, as having a magnet on your car, as having a billboard up, you have to stop. You have to stop them and get their attention. You have yeah. to stop their scroll. So it's the same concept on direct mail, and it's a numbers game. So if you have a specific zip code that you're going after, this might be exactly what you need to be doing. Um, and, and you know, shy of like Facebook posting or Google advertisement specific for that zip code, this is a, a very inexpensive way to get out to a whole zip code of people and it, and it does help a lot. You know, it helps a lot.
1: I use direct mail marketing in kind of a different way. I use it through locals love us because locals love us. Actually I advertise in that magazine and it goes out to the zip codes that are in the top 10% of incomes. Why is that important with my business? I charge $70 an hour. Not everybody can afford that, right? So it's important to know a little bit before you just go out there and you say, you know, I want to do direct mail marketing to all of Waco, Texas. No, you don't. 50% of the population probably can't afford you. So you want to have a call to action, but you also want to go after a certain zip code where your niche market is, where you do the most work or you would like to do the most work. That's important to put thought into it and not just go, okay, there's a direct mail company and they knocked on my door and they said that they'd send out 50,000 flyers. Man, I should get at least a 1,000 of those customers. No, you won't. There's <laughs> yeah. statistics that you're only going to get 1% to 2%. And that's if you do everything right. You have the hook, the story, the offer, and the call to action. Most people don't do that, so they have no response on their direct mail. So when you're marketing, you need to know these things because if not, you're just throwing that money out the window for everybody else to take home.
0: For sure, you got to always be thinking of ways to hit those pain points of your cl- of your clients. You know how exactly what problem are you solving, and then just repeatedly let them know how you solve that problem. You know, you you want them to know that this is what I. This is the problem I can solve for you. And clearly though, you need to make it clear. um, Radio advertisement, Christy, what's your opinion on this? Now I I can honestly say, I've never done it. I haven't found the need to I don't even know what radio stations are around anymore. But I know XM radio, Sirius XM, there's gotta be good advertising. Yeah, IR radio, there's still ways to do it. Christy experience, what's, what's. You know,
1: when I first started my business, the handyman and cleaning business, I thought, you know, I have to get out to a massive amount of people and this was, you know, eight years ago before the apps, before iPhones were big, before, you know, you only listen to the music you wanted to listen to through your apps or That's your right. iPhone. <laughs> so one of the first ads I ever run was on a a radio station in Waco, Texas, that had, you know, Darren and Chrissy on it, but Darren was in So it was just Chrissy and Dustin at that time. But so I paid, which was a lot of money back there, $250 to be on this radio station for a month. And they kept telling me how the ads should have been. Well, these people had just worked in radio, they never knew how to catch the attention of people and so i recorded my own ad and you know i only ran it for a month i had good response later on you know i was on iHeart when we painted their building and that kind of thing for a year in waco texas area again it's a very very narrow amount of people that you're gonna get it's a one percent and you have to advertise on the right radio station to get it back to you if i would have advertised on this Spanish radio station, I would have got zero customers because I don't speak Spanish and I don't necessarily market to the Spanish population. So again, yep. when you're doing the radio ads or TV ads or whatever ads you're doing, you want to think about your target customer and you want to have a call to action. I don't know that I had a call to action back then other than, you know, call us.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but uh, for sure.
1: You wanna do it strategically, especially when you're putting your money out because the people that sell you airtime on the radio, the people that sell you airtime on TV, the people that sell you the billboards, right? They're good at selling you, but they don't know necessarily how to get to your niche market, how to speak to your customer because you're the one that falls in love with your customer and clients, not them. So keep that in mind. Any kind of advertising works if you do it consistently. So my mistake was I only did it for a month in the very beginning because it was $250. When I did it with iHeart, I did it for a year. That was in the beginning of streaming and that sort of thing. So they really hadn't had it all figured out. Now, if your target market is Republicans who are gun wielding, who listen to country music. That's a niche kind of market. I would go after radio if that was my target market. If I knew that, you know, I'm going after Generation Y, I would go after the pop market, right? Maybe not in Mm -hmm. Texas, maybe somewhere else. So you have to know your customer to know if these kind of marketing will work. But also remember, you can barter out. And that's what I did with a radio station when I ran it for a year. Um, We painted their building and we cleaned their building all year long to get the advertising for free. It was about $70,000, $80,000 worth of advertising. And I got absolutely no customers from it.
0: So yeah, you have uh, to know what
1: you're doing because I didn't know what I was doing back then.
0: And you have to know where your people are at. Um, yes. This next one kind of, because I was about to say, people listen to podcasts nowadays. The time. And if you can find like an influencer, somebody that has a podcast, it's not necessarily like paid advertisement as you can think of. But if you can get, you know, this influencer, this person with the podcast just to give you shout outs and stuff like that. That's about the same difference as a rate. Matter of fact, I feel like you're more likely to get clients that way than having a plain radio advertisement. Definitely. Um, but on that note, on that note, make your own podcast, yeah. create a podcast for your business. Um, put it on Apple, put it on anchor, put it on Facebook, put it on YouTube, uh, you know, make a blog on your website, add a blog, but this, the podcast that's, just add value I had a client the other day say you know I want to start a blog but I don't know what to talk about and I said you know I'm not in your niche but I know exactly what to talk about you need to talk about what problem you know common misconceptions on your niche Uh, educate them on how it is you do the work you do you know educate and add value that in itself is a podcast you know if you can come on there consistently and have another have another little tidbit have another free advice uh segment you know find ways to get your your actual audience involved in asking questions and and work it you know just work it consistently but the more you add value to 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 anybody to potential clients to clients to old customers The more you add value, the more people are going to start coming back to you. It's a law of reciprocation. It is. You give and you give, and eventually people are going to give back. It's just a natural thing.
1: Yeah, share your expertise with a group of people, and you'll get new people. The interesting thing about our podcast, we've got over 10,000 downloads. Good job, Chip. Uh, Hey. But... I don't have a clue who's listening because what we do is we just add value, add value, add value. And we share our expertise, which is marketing and business. So you get to this entirely new group of people and Chip and I never sell to the people on the podcast. It's just adding value. And I'll hear people go all the time when we're talking to them, they'll be like, Oh yeah, I heard you and Chip talk about that on your podcast. Like, wow, that's so cool. I forget we do it, even though we do it a couple times every week. But you have to add value to this group of people or they're quit listening. So go in there, think about what it is that your customers are needing and then build a podcast. I mean, the average podcast, 97% of all podcasts never get over a thousand downloads, but That's because they go on there and they sell or they talk about stuff that people aren't interested in or they only do it for a little bit of time. I've been podcasting for, I'm in my sixth season. I think it's only been three or four years and now I'm at 10,000 downloads. But you have to keep doing it, even if it's just your mom and best friend listening. But you also have to think about your clients and your customers. What are they looking for? It took Chip and I a while to figure out what it is our people were looking for, and what they're looking for is marketing and business advice because they have no clue what they're flipping doing, and we've been there. <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, for sure. Every and the, the crazy thing is that a, a huge number of business owners go through the same thing and that's why we decided this would be such a great value to add because yes. there's so many mistakes that business owners make that within the first 5 years it's it's almost crazy that it keeps happening but yes. that's because nobody is coming on and warning the new entrepreneurs about these issues they're just they they have that old you know, belief system in their head. Well, since I had to go through it, they have to go through it too. It's like a it's a rite of passage, um, and I feel like that's the biggest bullshit I've ever heard. You know, rite of passage, man. Shit should get better as the years go. Things should, you know, people shouldn't have to keep making the same mistakes because we've made them. So yes. now you don't have to, and that's how we felt. We want to bring, you know, that we want to bring to the table what nobody up until now has been willing to bring because it threatens their business because you're adding more competition, you know, new businesses is more competition in their mind, but it's not true, man. As far as I'm concerned, new businesses is new opportunities for me to make more money. Yes. Uh, regardless if it's the same niche as me or not, regardless.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, making a podcast, it's pretty simple, but it's a trial and error kind of thing. I'm sure there's books out there about it. It's not that tough. If you can talk, you can do a podcast. But just remember, it has to be interesting to who your customer is or your client is or they'll turn it off. The last one that we're going to talk about today is advertising on apps. Have you ever done that Chip?
0: Advertising on apps? On apps. Um, not, um, no, no. I, I haven't done it specifically. Now, it depends, though. Are you talking about, like, Alignable? You can are do you, it on you, Alignable,
1: know, t- LinkedIn, Facebook. Those are all apps that we use.
0: So I have Group advertised on, on apps, yeah. But what I have, I haven't advertised on anything other than Facebook, um, Instagram, Instagram yelp yeah i haven't had yeah yeah because i never advertised on any of the other ones like indeed i just you know i just did the the free business profile and stuff like that
1: yeah everybody's on their stinking phone that's where they're at <clears throat> i went to a restaurant the other night it was $100 a hundred dollars a freaking plates. and do you know what these people were doing they were on their phones i'm like, you. Do that for free I'll put down your phone. Or there's a two-year-old, you know, at the table and they're on the phone, right? But here's yeah. the thing that's genius with your marketers like Chip and I. You know where to get them. So you can advertise on apps. Now, some apps are better than the others. I do warn people, uh, Groupon, and there used to be a, quite a few that... I saw these apps put people out of business um, because you had to pay them 30%. Then you put a 30% discount and then the business owner made nothing. So, not all apps are created equally. So, be careful and look at the fine print when you are advertising on those apps because if you're not watching your financials, then it can get you in the butt.
0: Yeah, for sure. You got to be careful because you'll end up having such a heck of a deal that you're not making money anymore. I did have a a client who had that same situation. She was killing it on Groupon and getting tons and tons of business. But because it was on Groupon, it was all discounted. And she was basically just coming out even. She was busy, 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 but not making any profit because of it.
1: And the thing about it it is when you go on Groupon, you're getting those couponers. You're getting those people that want a discount. They're not going to pay full service because that's not why they're on Groupon. So a lot of people, you have to think about your customer and their thought process. You've got to know your customer because if not, it'll bite you in the ass every time.
0: For sure. That's why I always say, you know, the the most exclusive leads are the ones you're going to get off Google with your website. Yes you know, that's, and then from there, you know, there's a list of like other places to go, but that's the top. That's the lead that when you answer the phone, they already know what they want. They know they want to use you. Um, there's tons of different things, but when you're, you have to be careful when you start doing deals and coupons and, and this much off for, for first time customers, just make sure you're not screwing yourself. Exactly. Make sure you're not losing out so big. We had a we had a business owner in the edge that was charging so little at the beginning Uh just to pick up new clients. She wasn't really making money and it was not worth her time. It wasn't even worth her time. So, and then that once she started actually charging what she's worth, not only did the clientele get better, but she started actually gaining the momentum she needed. Um, Just because you're offering a cheap deal doesn't mean you're going to get Matter of fact, the cheaper the deal, the more likely it's not your target audience that you're getting. It's usually somebody that's trying to penny pinch and save a penny here or there. And as a business owner, those are the type of places, people you need to avoid.
1: The lowest price only lasts about 12 months because somebody come in and they'll do it lower than you. So you'll be yeah. out of business within 12 months to 24 months if you're the lowest price because somebody will just copy your business model and redo it. So that's another thing to keep in mind. You've got to add that. You've got to think of yourself and whatever your business is, is adding value back to Lula James, right? She does these amazing scones, but she's in East Waco, right? They're usually yep. at Starbucks, five or six bucks a piece. She says, and God bless her, amazing restaurant, but she said, I'm not going to raise my prices. Well, because she only <clears throat> kept her scones at $2, within nine years, she's out of business. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the people of East Waco can't afford it, but if you would market, To more people that are 10 to 15 minutes, you're going to run into places like China Spring. You're going to run into the people that have money in the Waco, Texas area. Get them to come in, charge them the 5 or $6, and then your homeless people a couple bucks. Or your Baylor students, give them a discount. If you're smart on the way that you market things... You'll stay in business. If you're not and you refuse to change with the times, which inflation is coming, mega inflation is coming, those scones will probably be $10 in two years, right?
0: But you have
1: to stay ahead of it because business is all about making money. You can't say, I refuse to raise my prices. You're going to be out of business within two to four years. So keep that in mind in business. Add value to yourself. And if you're going, well, Christy, I can't add another $50 in value. Yes, you can figure it out. Somebody's done what you want to do. You need to get a hold of them. Get a hold of their book. Go to their conference. Do something to learn from them so that you can bring in more money because business is about money and it's all energy. You can't say, oh, I don't want to charge more because it sucks. No, I'm excited. I get to charge more. It's amazing. Yeah. So remember that when you're marketing. I went on a tangent there. Chips. sorry about that. We've talked about a ton of stuff. Direct mail, Yelp, Facebook groups. Wow. Podcasts.
0: Well, there's tons of – and that's the thing. There's so many different ways to market your business that there's no excuse for you not to be involved in at least like five to ten of these different strategies (laughs) that we are talking about. It's not – don't limit yourself to just one. Find that one that works best and abuse it, but other than that, um, consistently look at new places, try new things, market differently. Like Christy always says, you're trying to go from what is it? Obscurity Omni- to
1: omnipresence.
0: Obscurity to omnipresence.
1: Thank yeah, you, Grant you, Cardone. You I just stole want- it from
0: him. Yep, and it's you know it's not who you know, it's who knows you.
1: Exactly. So you got to remember that. Yeah, and one McNugget that Chip just gave you, a golden McNugget, like you'll break your teeth on if you if you don't listen. Consistency in marketing is the key. So there's this thing that's called lag time. You put it out there, you put it out there, you put it out there, you're like, shit, nothing's happening. I'm getting so frustrated. We were talking yeah. about this earlier, but there's this lag time. You're building that momentum to go from obscurity to omnipresent. It doesn't happen like, you know, with Thanos in the Avengers movies that it just happens immediately. No! Yeah. You have to do it over yeah. and over and over and build momentum. Thanos had to do that. He had to get the six little crystals or whatever the hell it was stones. he got, right?
0: Yeah, the yeah. It
1: took him years. It takes time yeah. to build a good business. It doesn't happen overnight.
0: It does. It does. So, before we sign off this week, we wanted to talk to you about a little challenge that we're going to be yes. probably kicking off here next week or the week after, but it's um it's ba- what it's a Facebook Christy what what do we name it? Uh. Build a
1: massive Facebook following in 7 days. For free. That means you don't put any money into it, but you build a massive following of raving fans for free. Chip and I are gonna train you every day on how to build your Facebook page in such a way that it gets you customers and it makes you money instead of just wasting time on Facebook.
0: For sure. If you've been if for one, if you're not on Facebook you need to do this. You need to get along because we're going to build the Facebook page along with you. And we're going to show you, we're going to show you exactly what you need to be doing on Facebook when it comes to advertising and marketing. Um, So, and also if you have a Facebook page and you're just not getting the results, you need to do this. Even if you have a Facebook page, if you have a Facebook page that has under 200 um, followers or under, under 200 likes, this is something you need to be doing because we're talking about taking that one to two hundred likes and make, making it a thousand, fifteen hundred, yes. two thousand. We're talking about the difference of you being the the face, you being the expert in your niche for your area. We can help you do that. We can help you dominate this platform to where you are bringing in new clients almost weekly. Um, and daily. I can honestly say, daily. Both, Let's go daily, yeah, they, Chip. Yes, daily. Because Christy and I both are doing this with success. With multiple
1: week. businesses.
0: With multiple businesses. Uh, on the upwards of two like, like 10, 11, 12 businesses. Yes. We're consistently doing it. So what we want is we want you guys to join this challenge and, and just completely turn your Facebook page around to where you – Basically, don't even need to worry about the Facebook part where you can move to Google and the next and the next and the next. Yeah. But this is this challenge is going to help you go from 50 to 100 likes or 50 to 100 followers to thousands. thousands. And, and you can and you can look, you know, we we know what we're doing on this front. So just join us on this challenge. And I promise result. We promise results. We guarantee we that we you guarantee. Will see the difference. You'll see the difference in your Facebook page, no matter what. Uh, yeah. Christy, anything else? Yeah,
1: Chip and I have been doing research on uh, businesses, on social media. And what we found mm-hmm. is most of the people have, you know, 10 or 12 people that like and follow their page. I found a couple that, you know, have thousands, but very, very few. It's only 1%, and it's super simple, and it doesn't cost you a ton of money. It just takes a little bit of time. But if you've got a Facebook page, we teach you how to build it. If you, to build it so you can get customers instead of just your mom and three sisters liking it, or if you've already got a thousand followers how to crush it and 10x that business within the next few days so that you can get more customers on Facebook because every dollar I put into Facebook I get 3250 back so I know it works on all of my businesses primarily I use social media for marketing and it works they pay more and they're not bitchy that's what's important when you have customers For sure. and clients.
0: A hundred percent. You join the challenge. The, the the action step this week is to pay attention and join this challenge when we do it. Um, because I guarantee that it, it'll change your whole perspective on Facebook, especially if you're not a fan of Facebook. Um, I'm not I'm not a personal fan of Facebook. Uh, but when it comes to business, I might be their number one thing. Yeah. So I, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna post right my personal life. I'm not gonna tell you what I'm eating. I'm not going to tell you what me and my kids are doing this weekend, but what I am going to tell you is exactly what my businesses are doing, how we're doing it, where we're doing it, when we're doing it. And I optimize my Facebook to, to bring in leads. Yeah. And this is what we want you to do for your business
1: yeah it's not like we spam people it's we add value now people might see my face on facebook all the time and they're like oh that's spam but if they really click on it and they get into it they know that i'm adding value and the majority of the time i get paid nothing for adding the value but i do know the more people that i help make their dreams come true they're gonna make my dreams come true so facebook there's eight billion people on the planet You know, four billion of them are online, three billion of them are on this social media platform. That's why when Facebook and Insta went down a few weeks ago, it was devastating to businesses. Thank God it was only for seven hours. But if you know how to get those customers and stop their scroll with your Facebook business page, you will make a ton of money. You'll make a lot more money if you utilize that. Now, I know you might be thinking, oh, well, I just go on word of mouth. Well, that's great until, you know, the government shuts down and you can't rely on, uh, or the government shuts everything down. Whereas those yep. that were on social media could pivot really, really quickly. Whereas regular advertising, it took 30, 60, 90 days to change it. So build a massive following on Facebook in seven days for free. I'm having a webinar at 2 o'clock on Thursday. I want to invite you all to. And you can register at mcmarketing.com forward slash 101. mcmarketing101.com forward slash one-on-one one Oh one and register for that webinar. That is a life changing business changing opportunity. And we're charging nothing for it.
0: Yeah. It's it's all be successful. Yep. We we want to add value to you. So y'all check it out. Keep staying tuned. Every week we'll be back on Tuesdays Uh, and guys, we love you, man. Stay safe and we'll see y'all next week.